0: Hello and welcome to a There It Is podcast mini episode, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration with a quick tip. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for giving us a listen today. This is mini episode number 16, which means we have 15 other mini episodes, which are all in the feed. Give those a listen, after you give this one a listen. So the tips that I share in these mini-episodes, they're not really just mine. Today, that is kind of the case, but in other episodes, I'm sharing what professionals in the comedy field have directly said. And this one, it's stuff that I've somewhat heard people say, but also just what I've observed From paying attention to professional comics or professional festivals, this particular episode is all about submitting to festivals. I have tips for submitters, but I also have some suggestions for people running festivals. And that might get a little heated. (laughs) Okay, it's not going to get heated, but um, I've got thoughts much respect to everyone who's running a festival out there because it's not easy, but I do have me some thoughts. If you have thoughts, why don't you share them with us on social media? You can follow at There It Is Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can say, hey, this is something I think people should be doing at festivals or here's a tip I have for submitting to festivals because I run a festival and here's something I see that's screwy a whole bunch. So, please share that on social media. As mentioned, today's episode is for festival submissions. Festivals, if you've never been to one, are great for meeting people. It's also called networking. And they're also great learning experiences. In seeing other comics, you'll be inspired. And you'll learn more about the craft in terms of joke writing, but also in performing If it's a really well-run festival, then you may even learn something about running shows. Actually, if it's a poorly run festival, you actually might learn something because if you go to a festival that's poorly run, you might go, oh, that's not how you should do it, right? This seems wrong. (laughs) And so when you go back to your space and you're going to go run a show, you can learn from other people's mistakes or from their successes. Many festivals also have industry people- doing Q&As, and you'll obviously learn a lot at those. So it's great to go to festivals for those reasons, but I will say, beware of any festivals that promise the world and say, you're going to get discovered, or we're going to help you become a headliner. I guess there's some boot camps that have happened that try to promise the world to people. That doesn't really happen so much in the festival world, but still you want to be on the lookout for scams. If you happen to see a fest that we have mentioned that is doing that or scamming people, please send us a message because I don't want to share festivals that operate in bad faith. All right, on to sharing tips. First tip. Make sure you have good material. We've all heard comedians talk about, well, when I started out, I thought I had 30 minutes, but I really only had five. And what they mean is they had five minutes worth of material that was good, that could work anywhere, but they had 25 minutes of fluff or BS. And that could be really easy if you're in your first couple years or first year of doing stand-up. If you're an open micer, you could think that you have a solid chunk, but... When you go do that material outside of your favorite open mic where all your buddies are laughing at your jokes, the jokes don't get laughs elsewhere. Well, you don't really have the chunk that you might think you have. We've all been there early on in doing stand-up. I know I have. So what you want is material that can work anywhere, that can work in front of any kind of crowd, outside of your comfort zone, outside of your bubble. Anyone's laughing at it. If you have a five- to seven-minute video of one set that is crushing from beginning to end or or does really well throughout, that's a sign that you have good material. That's a sign that your stuff works anywhere. And that's what I mean when I say make sure you have good material. Second tip, have a good tape. Now, we recently talked to Neil Bansel, who is the Canadian talent booker for Just for Laughs, and he was suggesting that you get a lavalier mic so that the sound quality is good. The audio should be good. That's one aspect of good tape. One thing about a lav mic is is it's also called a lav, because who likes to say lavalier? You may not have the money for it. You can get a $20 one on Amazon. That might be crap. And you also have to make sure you're recording to something. (laughs) So It's a little extra work to do a lavalier mic. If you're in your first six months of doing stand-up, then you may not really need a lavalier mic because uh, a lot of times you can get a good tape with good audio just recording from your phone. But if you want to have a professional sort of feel to your tape because you're trying to get to that level or to that next level in your comedy journey, yeah, you would probably be good to have just phenomenal audio. So it's not a distraction and it helps you look professional. But if you're submitting to a fest, I've helped book people for the New South Comedy Festival. People weren't using lavalier mics and we were still able to hear it. It wasn't a distraction. So don't feel like you have to run out and go buy a lavalier mic. But if you do want to have a professional sort of thing, then yeah, having a good tape as far as quality is necessary. Audio being a really big part of it. Also another big part of having a good tape is no edits. If your submission video is just a bunch of clips, then people don't know if you can really sustain an audience for five to seven minutes. That's what they want to see. So your video should be one set that plays out in real time. No edits to take out the jokes that bombed or whatever. And also when it comes to having a good tape, Make it material, not crowd work. There's a whole discussion that we won't get into now that's about crowd work videos on social media. I think what bookers really want to see is that you have material that can sustain an audience. And the crowd work videos don't really show that. I'm not saying don't do crowd work videos for your socials. There are a lot of comics who do say that (laughs) because they hate it. I'm not getting into that discussion. I'm just saying when it comes to submitting for a festival, have real material, have good material, have good audio, probably stay away from the crowd work trend that's going on right now. Third tip, don't feel like you have to pay a bunch for a fest. You don't have to pay a bunch for a festival. There are some that are egregiously high there are plenty that have early bird periods. There are plenty that are free. There's some that are just $15 the entire time. It's not even an early bird thing. It's just it's just 15 bucks or 20 bucks. Don't feel like you have to pay $75. I've seen it for a festival. If I mean that's a lot. That's a lot of money. Don't feel like you have to do it in order to take part in the festival world. You don't. If it's out of your budget, Don't worry about it. There are plenty of other festivals. How do you find those other festivals? Go to thereitispod.com to find festivals that take submissions to their fest. I'm a real proponent for it, not only because it's us, it's there it is. But there are some lists out there that are super outdated. They have festivals that haven't run in years. They have festivals that are curated and don't even take submissions. They have festivals that don't even take comedy. They're just music festivals. Those lists are a lot to go through. I went through those lists. I went to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and I did online searches for festivals, and I looked up all these festivals that were listed and just did the digging for you so you don't have to to find the comedy festivals that have open submissions. And on the first of every month, I post the ones that have submissions open during that month. Even if they're only open for one more week that month, that resource is on thereitispod.com. There is a festival tab that you can click on and just gives you all that information. We are constantly updating festivals change. Because a lot of festivals have changed when they do them and when they do submissions, some things have slipped through the cracks. So every once in a while there's something that gets missed, but i really really doing a lot of digging to make sure that I don't miss anything and to make sure that I update when new information comes in. Part of the reason I'm doing that, and it leads me into the next thing, is that it's really hard to get a lot of good information. And You're already trying to submit to a lot of festivals. So now let's speak to the festival organizers, people who run festivals. Here are some suggestions I have. Festival runners, you got to have good info on your site. So many do not. I'm shocked at how many do not have clear info on their sites And I'm also shocked at how many are hard to navigate. Some of these sites are so hard to navigate. They have so much information, but they miss some crucial information, and it's hard to go through. Make it easy for people. Get good information on your website. (laughs) What are we talking about when we say good info? Who, what, when, where, how is a standard when it comes to media for a reason. Who can submit to your festival? Are they improvisers is it stand-up only is it sketch variety is it all of that is it even more podcasts random stuff like there are so many festivals out there most people are pretty good at getting that info out there where is the festival that's usually a really easy one everyone gets that right everyone says where their festival is how do people submit to your festival and what do they need to submit to your festival very important information because that's not always clear what amount do they need to pay to submit to your festival? Do they need a video? Well, how long does that video need to be? Is it a fringe festival? There's a whole lot. There's a whole lot they need to be able to submit to your festival. What do they need? Make it abundantly clear. The fringe festival websites are so hard to navigate through because there's so much information there's so much you need. It's kind of confusing. Make it super easy. When this is probably the most frustrating of all of these. Now, when is the festival? That's generally pretty easy to find when it is, but it's not always accurate across the website and your socials. But usually people don't get when the festival is wrong. You know what's frustrating? When people can submit to your festival. That information is not clear. I don't understand why. The reason I don't understand why is because why would you make it hard for people to know when submissions close? Why would you make it hard for people to find when to submit to your festival? I've seen times when somebody posted, hey, submissions opened last week. And that was the first time they talked about submissions. I'm looking at your website and all of your socials. And your first mention that submissions are open was one saying that they opened a week ago. Like, why would you let a week pass? When do submissions close? There's so many places that don't say when they close, and you actually need to tell people when they close, because when they look at your festival, they find your festival, they might go, oh, I really want to go there. It's not hard for me to travel there. It won't cost a lot for me to travel there, and it looks like a lot of fun, and it looks like the type of place for me, but... I don't have the money right now. I get paid on the 15th and I got bills to pay. So I got I got to have some time to save up to submit to this festival and some other festivals I want to submit to. When is the deadline? For this festival I want to make sure I don't miss it they might even have to get a tape together they have to get their video together and that means getting some spots to be able to do it they need time but you're not telling them when it closes so they don't know how much time they have and then they miss it and then they didn't submit and then you wonder why more people didn't submit don't do this it doesn't make sense You're making it way harder for them. You're making it harder and worse for you. Tell people when they can submit. When it opens, when it closes. Two weeks before it opens, say, hey, submission's open in two weeks. Do it again a week before. Maybe even the day before, the day of, hey, submission's just opened. You don't wait a week and go like, hey, submission's already opened. Did you know? How could you? We didn't tell you. We're telling you now. Opened a week ago. Another suggestion consistency. Have clear info across all platforms. I don't know how many times I see one date on the website for submissions or the fest and a different date on their Facebook. And nothing is updated on Twitter and Instagram, so I have no idea where I should go to get the correct information. People have to take off work. They don't know which date they should be taking off work because you're not putting out correct info across your platforms. Also, put years on there. Put a year on there. Don't just say September 28th through 30th. That might have been last year's date. What about this year's date? What about the one that people can submit to right now? Change that stuff across the board. Everywhere on your website, all of your socials, make sure you're putting that information out there in a very clear way. I see people make that mistake all the time. It does lead to confusion. You don't want it. It also doesn't make you look very professional to get this stuff wrong. And lastly, does your submission fee really have to be that high? Now, some, I'm not talking to you if you have like $15 submission fee or $25, whatever. There are some that are like $75. Does it really need to be $75 just for a submission fee for you to run this festival at a club you already own and run shows out of every single day? So it's not going to be an additional cost just to field a submission. You don't need to hire extra staff for the festival because it's just who already works there. Do you really need $75? you are not getting t-shirts. You know, getting all this stuff. Now, granted, there are people who say submission fees should be zero dollars. But I don't necessarily think that because it depends on a festival's particular situation. If they don't own the building that the show is going to be run out of, and so they've got to do some extra hiring just to run the festival, they got to have volunteers, they got to have marketing materials, they want to have t-shirts, lanyards. They want to bring in some big name. You got to pay for this kind of stuff. How are you going to pay for it? Certain things are going to cost money. And some of that's going to come from sponsors. Some of that's going to come from submission fees. It's not unreasonable to have a submission fee. But what you shouldn't do is have an an egregiously high submission fee if there's no return on that investment in some way. Those are my suggestions, those are my tips. If you're running a festival, I hope that these suggestions help you get some good information out there and make it a little easier for people to submit to you. And I hope if you are submitting to festivals, I hope you have the best of luck in getting into some festivals and feeling like you are having growth and fun in your comedy journey. Thanks for listening to this mini episode. All episodes of the podcast, mini or otherwise, are available on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Google Stitcher, SoundCloud and many other places. <laughs> we also have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash there it is. We'll be uploading some episodes in the not too distant future. Like and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at thereitispod. Follow me on Twitter at Jason Farr Jokes and on Instagram at Jason Picks. Also subscribe to our comedy lifestyle newsletter and support us if you can. We have a Patreon and a PayPal. Go to thereitispod.com for newsletter and support info